This week on the podcast, we are joined by two members of the band Atreyu. Dan Jacobs and Brandon Saller are our guests this week on the Rockman Power Hour. Welcome back to the Rockman Power Hour, a podcast where we talk to the most interesting people in the world of pop culture. Ryan Stick, my co-host, is with me. Ryan, how are you? I'm uh, I'm wearing my pants on my sleeve today, Jason. Literally, pants on your sleeve. Are you going to attempt a handstand? Because we talked about this last episode. No, I want to show you this really cool pair of pants I got from uh, Studio House Designs. Okay, now if you're listening right now, you can find this over on our YouTube page if you just search the Rockman Power Hour, and you can take a look at Ryan's pants. Show show us, Ryan. Now, these are yeah, sweatpants. Right. They're not pants. Let yeah, yeah. They're, well, hey, one and the same. We talked about COVID casual yes, last week. These are very COVID uh, casual. I've worn sweatpants so much over the last few years, I call these skin. Mm. Mm. But those are very yeah. cool. So those are the yeah, Lost nice Boys. Skin. Sweatpants from Studio House Designs. Can you so, so let's see on the top? There's a bat, mm-hmm. and then there's the crucifix. Okay, that the uh, that the frog twins, frog twins, right? What are they called? Frog boys? Frog brothers? Frog brothers do with their fingers. There's the stop sign from um, yeah. Santa Clarita or Santa? Yeah, Santa. I love that. I've got it's that a, shirt. Yeah, that goes yeah. I, I, I'm I'm jelly. You had the shirt, man. It was like one of those uh, things where. Um, I, I could choose one and I decided to choose some pants because the pants I'm wearing are, uh, you know, they're wearing a little thin, right? You know, it's, uh, it's, it's time to, uh, it's time to take this, uh, there's a depener in my building, uh, you know, uh, uh, fashion sense to a new level, you know, if you will. So now when I'm walking down the street, people are like, Oh, he's wearing sweatpants, but they're amazing. <laughs> so I think it's, uh, I think it's time to turn that, that frown upside down, that, that social frown upside down. Let's bring sweatpants back in a big, bad way. So uh, check out Studio House Designs. I'm rocking an old school one, dude. This is the Pulp Fiction shirt. You can't get this anymore. But you never know. It might come back uh, in a re- you know another reissue, but I love this shirt so much. It's, uh, it's very pulp. I like it. It's very cool. So check out yeah. studiohousedesigns.com. Um, you can find them online, and they make great, great T-shirts. And a big shout-out to our uh, sponsors, Heartbeat Hot Sauce, the heartbeat of the Rockman Power Hour. I decided to uh, continue the trend of bringing half-used bottles on to show that I really use this stuff. And this is the one that gets the most usage in our house. Uh, I hate to sound like a pessimist, but uh, that is a bottle not even half full, man. You uh, you <laughs> use that bottle. I, I did. I did. And this is the uh, the great, great, great dill pickle serenero. Uh, uh, d- d- excuse me. This is the dill pickle serrano serenero. Mm. Good thing I don't work for Heartbeat. I mean, I, I I associate myself with them, but man, if I was saying this is the serrano, this is the dill pickle saran wrap. No, this is the dill pickle serrano. One of my favorites is a medium, so it's not that spicy. And uh, it's so good, Ryan. It's so, so good. The dill pickle is one, one of my faves. So uh, use our promo code ROCKMAN20 right below, and you'll get 20% off your entire order. And you can use that code as many times as you like. Yeah. And we're going to milk that around Christmas time. Seriously. Oh, man. We want to 
when you want a good old Christmas gift for somebody, a big box of hot sauce, they will love you for life. Heartbeat hot sauce. Go check them out. Uh, use our promo code Rockman20. And uh, you know what? I, I, I was just perusing the bottle here. This is uh, also gluten-free. So, you know, so if, you have, if you're gluten intolerant, I did not know that. it is gluten-free. I did not know that. Yeah, it is. Oh. So uh, great. Look at the direction. Uh, in, you know, vinegar, onion, vinegar, onion, jalapeno, cucumber, serrano peppers, sea salt, garlic dill, canola oil, spices, and mustard seed. That's it. So yeah. really, 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 really good stuff. I you love forgot it. the most important ingredient. What? Love. Ah, oh, God. Mm. All right. Speaking yeah. of love, we got a chance to talk to these guys in person. And it was so fun to do something in person because we've been doing so much of this stuff um, online. But every once in a while, the Rockman Power Hour will go out on the road, literally um, not far down the road. We went to the uh, the Beanfield Theater, which is formerly yeah. the Corona Theater. And uh, we got to go on a Treyu's tour bus. And uh, yeah. we got to talk to Dan and Brandon of the band. Um, Ryan, I love this conversation because mm-hmm. it um, it was very insightful. It gave us a lot of uh, kind of behind the scenes, uh, pull back the curtain, if you will, to what it's like mm-hmm. to be on the road. And um, these guys are, they're, they're good dudes, man. Really, really good dudes. Atreyu is a good band, fun band. And man, their, their touring prospects of late have just been incredible. You know, touring with Godsmack, um, going on a co-headline tour with Memphis Mayfire. And uh, then they're going to be heading, this is crazy, um, and I'm not sure when this airs, if they've done it already, but they're going to do dates, direct support for Iron Maiden in Western Canada. So Atreyu uh, are definitely doing great. And they're a wonderful band, wonderful humans. And we got a chance to catch up with them um, live in Montreal right before the show on their tour bus. So um, Ryan, without any further ado, man, I want to jump right into this because I love this chat. I love these guys, Dan and Brendan, just great, great, great guys. And um, just a lot of fun. So our chat with Dan and Brandon from Atreyu. All right, we are here live uh, on the Rockman Power Hour. It's great to be doing these live because we haven't been able to do this in a while. And I am joined by two of the members of Atreyu. I've got Brendan and Dan with me. Uh, nice to catch up again. You and I have chatted before. Uh, I think it was Heavy Montreal a few years back. You guys are back out, new tour. Um, it must feel good to be able to do this kind of stuff in, in person again. Oh, absolutely. 100%. I mean, there's something about the human interaction that when you're face-to-face that you can't replicate through a Zoom or face-to-face, yeah. sorry, you know? As convenient as Zoom is, um, th- there's nothing quite like, you know, in, coming into somebody's space, seeing somebody, you know, feeling their energy. Um, but we did say, you know, the, the idea of opening up a zoom and not having to wear pants is wonderful. And you invited me to not wear pants. Yeah. It's not, not, ne- not, not necessary in this bus, but if you do whatever you makes you feel comfortable, I guess this is the first one we've done with pants on actually. So we're, this is different for us. Yeah. Um, the, the one thing I've, I've, I've always liked about this band is, uh, and, and it seems to be more and more like this as you're getting older in your career, you don't take yourselves too seriously. Um, as serious as the music can be, and, and I'm sure that's a lot of it is serious subject matter, and there can be a lot of heartache and a lot of pain that's, that goes into the songs, you can still find a way to put a really, really fun twist on it. I think a lot of times, like, as an artist, you leave that there, <clears throat> you know? Like, I think music for for us is somewhere where we take our our feelings and, and the things we're going through and leave them in a song, Yeah. so you don't necessarily have to, like, live with them the rest of your life, you know? So it's like, if you hang around us, we're morons. Like we're, <laughs> it's twenty four hours a day, dick and fart jokes. Uh, but it's you know, it's but it's like you can't, you can't be serious all the time. No, yeah. 
And I think for us too, it's something that we've never, you know, outside of the way we portray ourselves in music videos and on stage, like we've always, like you said, we're just dick and fart jokes and, and joking around all the time. Uh, and we've never really, you know, like embraced how silly we are uh, to the audience as much and, and doing it on stage as much or in our music videos. It's always been kind of so serious, but we're like, we got to kind of this point where we're like, we're not really that serious. Like, why don't we just stop being so serious? Cause yeah. we're not. And, uh, in doing so, it just feels a lot more natural and more fun, and it feels easier in a way, you know. I think just it's being just ourselves. People can kind of sniff out, like you know, when you're being your genuine self. Like, you, I think you notice that in people, and I think just you come to see us play, and it's like you almost get a sense of like who we are. Yeah, which makes it a, a more personal experience to people that are watching. I think so. Well, yeah, and I think people like authenticity, especially in this day and age. You know, like everyone wears masks, everybody hides behind something. And when you go and you see a band you like, and they're able to be like, "Hey, you know, I am having a bad day," or you know, like, "And yeah, I did eat that cheeseburger, and I don't give a fuck," or whatever it is. Yeah. It just makes people feel like I can relate to them. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and I think it, uh, overall, from uh, you know, just from even from a marketing strategy, it probably really helps a band gain popularity and have For people sure. go like, "Hey." I, I, I can relate to that rather than, you know, yes, there's something to be said about mystery and something about, you know, like you get a band that, that, that has some mystique around them and yes, that can be the popularity and that can be the thing. But when you can really, um, you know, sink your teeth into somebody's personality through their music or through their stage, it, it, it's, it's a nice thing. We've never had like the, like character mystique thing yeah. in our band. And I think it's one of those things where like, you just think about the world, like, it's a lot more normal people than there are cool people. Oh yeah, and it's yeah. like it. You know, it's like we're in a band and we get to do something cool, and it's not lost on us that like we're obviously doing something right because we've been a band around for this long. But it's like we're just people like you. We just we're just do something that you like. So we'll just be that person. Yeah, and I think that's inspiring to people in the sense because they're like, man, these guys are so normal. Like if they can do something like this, like I can do something like this. Which you know, you yeah, can. for sure. Um, we were talking briefly about meet and greets and, uh, you know, just the, the effort that bands put into meet and greets. You guys are doing a meet and greet together with your tour mates. Tell me a bit about how the logistics was putting that together and, and how do you, do you find it different? Is it in terms of energy? I think it's cooler. Like we've done, it's funny because usually we'll do something like a acoustic set or maybe they get to watch sound check. Yeah. We, we want to always include something that you don't get to see otherwise. Um, Logistically speaking, when you're doing a co-headlining tour, it kind of makes it difficult because everyone's got their different times for different things. So sure. doing it together was kind of a cool experience for like all of our fans to come together. And yeah. some people have questions for Memphis. Some people have questions for us. Some people have for both. And it's very interactive. And you really kind of get more activity from all of the band, you know, so it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Getting to watch both the bands interact with each other, I think is something that people find fascinating as well. It's just how do these two bands like do in a room together, you know, as opposed to we just kind of be awkward on one side yeah. and they're awkward on the other side. But, um, we've known them for years. We've toured with them before and we're all very friendly with them. So it's a, it's fun just to get to kind of bounce stuff off of each other. Um, as well as whoever's in the, these VIP meet and greets. I mean, we make sure that everyone's asking a question as well. as Sometimes we even ask them questions and it makes it feel like a very personable situation as opposed to this really stiff, like, Oh man, I'm so nervous. Like, I don't know what to say. It's like, no, 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 we're going to make this comfort comfortable for you and make and it fun. And it's also guaranteed <clears throat> hang time for all of you together. Cause probably, you know, as most people know on tour, sometimes you're just passing each other, you know, like, yeah. Oh yeah, I'll see you. See you in the next city. Let's grab dinner. Oh, I didn't have time. We had our meet and greet, yeah, but this yeah, way yeah. you guys can all kind of, 
hang out together. Um, you guys have mentioned that uh, there, there's a lot of really cool. Can I talk about all the touring stuff we mentioned? We talked yeah, about yeah, before. Yeah, of okay, course. so you you came off doing some dates with Godsmack. Um, you're you're gonna go do uh, more dates, and you're gonna be going out with the Mighty Iron Maiden. Yeah, um, in Canada. That's crazy. Western yeah. Canada with Iron Maiden. Is there anything about going out with Iron Maiden that still is it is it still a daunting task or at this point like we kind of mentioned you just you don't you just go out there and do your thing? I, f- I feel like where we were the last time we were with Iron Maiden <laughs> maybe wasn't as much of a confident spot and especially like going to do something like that for the first time. Sure, we had not yet done many like stadium shows or like tons of arena shows like so it's kind of a little bit gnarly. Um, I think that. I think that it's going to be a lot more fun this time. I think Canadians are very polite. Yeah, they are. Uh, so I think that's going to be on our side. <laughs> but for me, it's like it's you know it's like redemption. It's like can we go back 15 years and see if we can do a better do a better job than we did last time? Not that we did a bad job last time, but it was sure. just like I was saying earlier, like members of Iron Maiden watched our shows before and we're like, hey guys, congratulations, you finished your set. And we're like, I don't understand. You know, it's like most bands don't even get to finish their set. That's so that's stamp uh, of approval, man. Yeah, so I'm stoked. I, it makes me want to just go and do our thing and see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, playing shows like that, you know, when you first start off, you, you know, like anything, the Fibonacci sequence, you start off small and things get bigger as things progress, you know. Sure. So it, it takes, you know, you start off small and you tour small and you learn that. And then you eventually earn your way up to the next level and you tour around that and you eventually learn that. And like, um, not a lot of people get the opportunity to tour on the level of doing arenas and stadiums and yeah. things like that. It's an amphitheater. It's a whole nother beast skill set. Uh, it's a yeah. whole other skill set that you don't realize until you get to that level of just trying to command a crowd that size and trying to keep that many people entertained, you know, as opposed to them being right up in your face. It's a little more disconnected in a way because everybody's so far away. You can't even really see everyone. And a lot yeah. of what they're seeing of you is up on a big screen or something. Sure. So it's, it's, it's a totally different game. I mean, we were even up there, you know, sometimes looking out the corner of your eye and you'll see that you're up on the big screen. You're like, oh, I'm going to pose a little bit more. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 That look cool. Yeah, I look cool. And, 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 and sometimes when you're far, there's that slight delay with the video and what's going on yeah. so it's a very strange experience when you watch it too um, and I imagine you know a lot of bands I talk to that go on big tours like that when they do get to do a sweaty club tour they just can't wait to get back into that environment where it's just like you're yeah. feeling it you they know? both are, have very redeeming qualities like it's funny to go from you know the last week or so it was at Godsmack it's big arenas or sure. amphitheaters yeah. and you know this is a thousand capacity club that will yeah. be almost packed to the gills tonight yeah. uh, so it's like going to that polar opposite but like a really good example of that polar opposite yeah. it's going to be fun I was going to say that the I think the thing that we've learned over the years it really makes a show amazing in a lot of cases it's not how many people there it's the, the amount of people within the, the size of the space being used yeah. you know so I mean if you put 400 people in a 5,000 capacity room they're sprinkled all over the energy that show is going to be terrible no matter how crazy they're going no matter how crazy they're going but if you take those exact same people and you put them in a 350 capacity room and you squeeze 400 people in there Ooh. it's going to be bananas yeah, and like yeah. the energy is so concentrated you can just feel it you know spilling out everywhere from the band from the crowd and whatnot and uh yeah it really comes down to if you go to a show and it's too spread out like it loses the energy and the ones that are like oh my god that was amazing are usually ones that are a little bit more confined how many shows in are you right now on this run like would you say two and, no. and a half weeks this is like 15 shows 10 10 right. maybe yeah about so 10 in yeah. a lot of people say when you get on the road especially if it's been a little while probably about five six shows in is when you just start to get that like that confidence like that you definitely fall into a groove i, yeah. I think luckily for us like this tour was rough for us because one we started like myself and our bass player both moved right the, the month before we started this tour so i moved from 
Southern California to Nashville. He moved from Alabama to Germany. Wow. <clears throat> so okay. we both kind of got to this tour, and we're just like, what day is it? You know, like yeah, whirlwind, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then when we started, I got sick day one. So the first, like, three or four shows, I was kind of dealing with that. So it was like getting the groove wasn't – it was, like, kind of harder to get the groove. Yeah. But then – we did the Godsmack shows, and that's when it all started to like click. To click. So not only did I think we get to, I think the rest of the tour is gonna be arguably more fun for us and the audience because sure. like we got our groove yeah. on giant stages with a lot of people and big production and like you know what I mean like yeah. it's a nice place to like yeah. sink in. You get that little kind of get that arena swagger that, that uh, <laughs> the that we, arena swagger. Arena swagger that we you can walk bring off back stage into the clubs. in a different way when you yeah. play arenas. No, no, you do. It's a sure. it's a very interesting almost spiritual experience, you know, playing in front of that many people. Um, you know, everyone, it's, it's been kind of like this, not buzzword, but it's kind of been like the buzz subject that's been going on since the pandemic ended and since bands have been going out on the road. Everyone's been talking about how, how hard it is to tour now and how much more yeah. expensive it is and everything's yeah. more expensive. So when you go out on a co-headline, are you guys able to, um, you know, to share expenses like back, like, you know, backline production, like things like that? Or are there things that make it easier when you go out on a co-headline? Sometimes you can. On this particular tour, we're not just because um, one. I think us in Memphis, we want to like really bring something unique. Um, we've done it before. We've done like you know a handful of years back. We did a co-headline, Motionless and White. We shared the production, had the same LD. It was like the same kind of everything, and yeah. and it was cool. But it's like you're sort of watching the same show twice. Like it obviously different bands, but it's like you know they have a lot of their own stuff that they use. But I almost like the little difference. It definitely would be nice financially to share some things, but. We uh, it's all kind of spread out on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's just unfortunately it's uh, the prices of everything have gone up, even yeah. from just getting the buses to getting the crew to getting and bus yeah, shortages. Everything. I've been hearing. Oh like, my god! Like, you know, before we, you would you would get a choice of a bus, and now it's like, well, this is what you got. We yeah. confirmed this bus, and this was the option, the one option. Yeah, we confirmed this bus three days before we went on tour. Uh, it didn't come till midnight of the second show. So the first show was local. It was like a festival in Orange County, so right. we didn't need it. Yeah. We drove and stayed at my house because it was like up by where we were going for was in Southern California. What was also. the last time you guys all stayed up at somebody's yeah. house before? <laughs> Not, you know, like I had started a tour in a long time, right? Yeah, it's, it's, been been a, it's been a hot minute. It must have been fun, though, in a way. Yeah. 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 But I mean, Memphis, I mean, this is their second bus of the tour. Right. So yeah, it's, it's a mess. And even like, it's funny too for like fans of our band, like if you go see a band and there's <clears throat> anything on that stage that, that they brought, whether it's cabinets or any sort of lighting or anything, it's like you have to understand how much that band is putting in for oh, to yeah. do that. Like, it, we could very well just show up and play a show, and it would be a good show. Yeah, and we could bring a, a light guy to make the house stuff look good. But it's like we want to we want to put something hey, to give the show. best we can. Yeah. Um, so it's like when you go see bands and they actually have things going on, you see them bring in production, like know that that's for you. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. It's, for, it's bands that actually care about and, what they're doing. And I think in a way you, you guys are in bands are in really a weird spot now because everybody's vying for, you know, the, the spectator's dollar. Everybody's got like some flashy. Well, yeah, it has to be worth it. So, yeah. So, you know, to go up and just play a stripped down show. I mean, I think the only people that could play a stripped down show and people would lose their shit would be a band like Metallica. I've seen Metallica yeah. go play into a club or the stones, but I mean, you know that's just it's because a it's a UT yeah. yeah but I mean otherwise everyone's got to amp everything up yeah. so it's a weird position where you have to be really be creative with everything yeah. across the board you gotta make it worth it 
Yeah. Yeah. Get the most bang for your buck and uh, make it as interesting as possible, as affordably as possible, so you don't just go home broke. Yeah. Which some bands still do, anyways, even on the biggest level. Like, yeah. I know Miley Cyrus was talking about her tour. She's literally not making anything on the tour, and she's like, I don't even care. I'm putting every dollar I've got into the production being absolutely unreal so that yeah. people are like, gonna come back and. She's investing in the bigger picture. But sure, sure, and and wild. I think it's I think it's also a time that we're living through. And then once we get past that, it'll be it'll be a little bit easier. Of course, yeah, the world's got to kind of play catch up a bit. Uh, going back to the Iron Maiden thing, um, have you have you had interactions? I mean, you've said some people have said you know it's good that you, you finish your set, but have you had you know a member come like you know like a Steve Harris come knock on your door and go, good job, guys? I mean, it, it was Steve Harris and Nico that watched um, our set in Mexico. Okay. Those are the dudes that were like, you kind of catch them, and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> they're like, they're watching us play, you know? Yeah, and it was yeah, like, yeah. and they, they, that was the coolest thing because for me, it's like, there's not many bands, especially metal bands on earth, that are as top tier as Iron Maiden. Well, there's Maiden, there's Maiden, Priest, Priest, Priest Metallica. Metallica. Yeah, there's, yeah. Metallica, obviously the biggest, but it's like, they're, they're like, a, they're a god tier band. So we came off stage, and, and not only were they like, great show guys, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, but, you had 50,000 people in a stadium chanting Maiden. Yeah. And maybe 5,000 of them really loved us, but the other ones just wanted Maiden. Right. But it, it, I remember one of the cool things that they were like, hey, like, just so you know, like, we wanted you here. So yeah. you're here because we wanted you. And that's you a great, it's like Metallica like, has only bands that they want. They too. like, I mean, yeah. They're not, getting, they're not getting forced, they're not getting buy ons. They, they do what they want. And, and it's sure. the same thing. Like, we got these shows. It's like, oh, hey, Maiden wants you to do these three shows. And we're like, cool, who else is on them? I'm like, oh, we're not sure, but, um, you know, here's your slot, whatever. And it was like, cool. And then the shows came out and it's just us and Maiden. Immediate support. Yeah. There's no other bands. Wow. Just us, yeah. That's so crazy. it's one of those things. Which is even like, more, that, we're like, what? That feels cool, though, yeah. to be like, us? damn, like, all right. Okay. Were you, have have you been able to meet Bruce? I haven't met no. Bruce yet, no. But his, my cousin used to date his son back in the day, so my cousins are English, so they, okay. they live in England. I've toured with his son's band. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so there's uh, Austin yeah. Dickinson. Is it the kind of thing where you could like have a band picture at the end, like a, a combined photo with? We were joking about we, that. <laughs> you should push for it. You should. Ask. We always like say we're like we never take band photos anymore. We're gonna do three like shows. Tour photos. Or like, hey guys, love to get together at the end of tour photo. It's like guys, you can play three shows. <laughs> yeah, no, but it'd be nice to get yeah. the photo. And I'm, I'm sure, sure if you would ask, you, I'm sure you would we get could. It. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, we talk about Iron Maiden. You talk about Godsmack. You know, big bands. Have, have, is there any band? And I, I mean, Maiden's so big. It's yeah. like, but is there a band that you've wanted to tour with that it's that it's escaped you so far? Even if it isn't that big of a band, it's just a band you'd say, like, I'd love to spend six weeks with this band or three weeks. Oh, man. I mean, I'll take Def Leppard or the Scorpions yeah. any cool. day. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go more modern. I, I, Shinedown's a band I've always wanted to tour with for. Uh, that seems pretty. Decade. Yeah. That's we've, we've, got, we've come close. Um, and I know those guys, and like they're just like a le- legitimately like cool band, really right. good dudes. Like, I know the way that they tour and the way they treat people. I know they'll just be. A All blast. right. So we got to put it out there. Shinedown. Bring a tray you out with them. Let's go. It's got to happen. Mm-hmm. Got to make it. It'll happen. And then Def Leppard. Def, Le- Def Leppard too. Let's Def do a tour together. Us, Shine Down, Def Leppard. I love it. Yeah. Um, now the the uh, we were talking briefly about videos before too. Uh, the videos are great. The the production's great. They remind me of when videos were really fun. I love when a band puts effort into videos. Uh, there was a disclaimer before one of them that I was watching today that uh, no one was actually hurt. And it's just, yeah. I love when bands go the extra mile. Um, are any of you horror fans? 
Our guitar player Travis is kind of a horror fan, and is he more the is he who's the video like? Is there someone that just sinks their teeth into the video treatments ideas? Uh, it's a little bit of all of us. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it's uh, I'll have like a really dumb ideas, and sometimes they'll pass through the the ranks and then actually happen. Like we sat for the drowning video, we put out the swimming one. We sat and we're like, what can we do? We don't want to do, I don't want to do like cool performance like underwater shots, and we were like, oh, well, at first it started as why don't we Re, why don't we remake the scene from the Sandlot where they go to the pool? Right. On the pool honey scene. Yeah. And then we watched it and we realized there's not kind of enough to chew on in that scene. Um, and then it spawned from, you know, a handful of beverages later, <laughs> uh, you know, into like, what if there was like old ladies and we did this and whatever. And then we wrote a treatment and sent it to management and then it actually happened. And then we're like, wait. We could do whatever we want. So then we did the same thing. It was like, what if we do this cool for Watch Me Burns? Like, what if we do this like really cool warehouse heavy metal band video? But then we all just start getting hurt and lit on fire <laughs> and all this stuff. And it was like, that was the one. Yeah, I let's do it. Like, so we kind of just are doing as many dumb ideas. They're not stopping either. There's some people that are really, really enjoying them. Yeah. And then some people are like. I hear this song, I get this like deep emotional connection to this song, and then you put out this fucking stupid video, yeah. and it, it ruins it, it for ruins me, and I'm like, sorry, it just... <laughs> it ain't gonna stop you there. Yeah, there's, there's, there's more of that coming. I mean, the, we just put out it. one not too long ago for our song Immortal, mm -hmm. and we're like zombies, we're yeah. like party zombies, and same thing, it, There's and it just keeps going. That's why I was asking if there was someone that was a big horror fan, because it seems like when you... When oh, yeah, no, they're just like... I mean, Immortal were like, what could we do for Immortal? Like, zombies. Zombies is cool. Like, zombies partying. Like, it just seemed like a. Like, what a if you came back from the dead immortal. and we're just like living your best life? Uh, who's. The, uh, is it you who does all lyrics or is it. Com is no, it's all everybody, yeah. So there's one line that I loved. Um, you compared uh, someone's emotions being crushed like a cigarette but mm -hmm. um, I forget the oh, line. Oh, it's in Gone. Yeah. Can, yeah. Do you remember? Yo, do you remember uh, the line? I hope you remember yeah, the line. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> I got to get the teleprompter. <laughs> what a shame. All your sweet remains are scattered across the room. Cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, cigarettes are now broken wounds. That... Uh, something like that. Yeah, something a, like that. Crushed cigarette was like... Yeah, but, yeah. But it was just so... It was just so tasty. And that's what I find that there's a lot of that going on in the sure. music. Like really, really good... Um, good lyrical plays, good, I guess, double entendres, as they'd say. Yeah. Um, so, and it sounds like there's a lot of hands on deck writing lyrics. It doesn't yeah. sound like it'd be one idea. And I know for myself, you know, um, I wrote a couple of records and I co-wrote lyrics with someone for the first time after doing it myself forever. And the best stuff came out. Um, I, I've never, you know, do, do you guys like writing lyrics as a group or is yeah. it? Some, yeah. yeah. We, we kind of got to a point in our band where was there ever a point where it was like, you're not fucking touching my lyrics. And then it used to be. Yeah. Um, now I think we've kind of come to a place where we want to have like such a immense, like mutual respect for each other and each other's talents. And we kind of fully understand everyone has brought themselves to the table enough where it's like, I know what you're working with now. We're like before that was maybe not allowed or like it was, it, it, we didn't have that opportunity. And, um, you start to really see where people have these strong suits that they were never showing. So like everyone in the band has a really, really great way with words. Um, like supporters shockingly good with like kind of the more po poetic side of things. Um, like every, everyone really kind of has their thing. Even Travis is like the quiet guy in our band and he'll be like, what about this? I'll throw out a line and it just like makes your head explode, yeah, you know? Yeah. But um, I, I think that collaboration is the best tool for sure. Yeah. But in it, music, but it's really the one that like it requires ego deflation. It does. You have to, you have to 
leave the ego at the door. Um, we've, we, you know, we've talked about this before in, in interviews and stuff too, where we're very much a band now that it's like whatever makes a song better is yeah, what for stays. The the song. And, you know, we've done stuff where it's like the singing part's cool. Like who's going to sing it? It's like, all right, well I'll go in and sing it. Porter go in and sing it. Dan will go in and sing it. It's like, Oh, Porter's not a cool for this part. Yeah. Like you get the part. That's great. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I want this line. Well, what do we all think? Like everyone thinks that line's cool. Like even when it comes to writing songs, we sit in a room. What's everyone got today? I play an idea. He plays an idea. Everyone goes around the table and we're like, mm, let's pick that one. You know, like there's no, it's good. And not even that the rest of those don't get used too. Yeah. like if we it's somebody comes in, you know, we have eight design, eight uh, ideas between like, you know, five people, whatever. Um, you know, we might be like, oh, we like that one. Oh, we like that one too. Oh, we like that one. Which one we want to start with? It's like, well, okay, well, let's do this one. We're done. Then let's go and use this one next and we'll go through it. And we, because of it, we just never run out of material. I mean, we, that's, that's I think, a great problem to have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this last record we ended up writing. The producer about, told us to stop. Yeah, I think we got up to about twenty five songs, and and we were like coming in to write some more, and he's like, no, 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 no more, no more. Yeah, stop, yeah, yeah. you need stop. to whittle this down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, plenty, and it's yeah, it's it makes it fun, it makes it uh, easy too. So we never come into a record, you know, being like, man, I I don't got anything. What are you gonna do? Yeah, um, guys, I really really appreciate you taking the time. I'm not gonna keep you much longer. We have a show tonight, but um, continued success. Keep kicking ass. I love where this band seems to be. You guys seem to be in a really good place where you're just having a good time. Yeah, and you're you're you're. It's kind of a nice place to be when you get a little bit on in the you know 20, yeah. 21, 21 years. years next I was, year. Yeah, I was gonna say twenty five and then twenty one since the first record. So, yeah. so that's a good place to be. Like, hey man, let's we, you know let's enjoy this because a lot of bands have to break up, go away, and come back to enjoy that. And, and yeah, and it seems like you guys are on a place where you've been able to kind of keep a, a good motion going and and seem to be having a good time and still writing good music. So, thank you, man. Yeah, I think all of the sort of hurdles we've jumped over throughout the years have led us to a place to like really appreciate what this is like yeah this is the coolest fucking job in the world right man like so it's like we're still here and people still come see it and they still listen and we still it's like that's not lost on us and i think it shows with whatever everything that we do yeah love it cool can't get enough of it awesome how do you feel after holding that phone for fucking half an hour maybe perhaps with the sake of your namesake of your band you'll appreciate the reference I felt like my horse was drowning slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Full Artex and Artex. Swamp <laughs> I love it. And just to say, once we did cut the camera and stuff, like, you know, I made that little reference. It's interesting how bands, like, you know, they're called the Traders. They're like, man, you must be the biggest never-ending story fans in the world. But that's not usually the case with people that name their their bands. Like, mm-hmm. look at Fall Out Boy. The Fall Out Boy, I'm sure they like The Simpsons, but I'm sure they didn't watch the Radioactive episode until they were, like, blue in the face. No, like, no. It's just... The Billy Talent, Billy Talent, I think they're, they're named, I think their manager named them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it, it's interesting. So therefore, I think I should call myself Kardashian episodes because I really haven't seen any of them. Right. There you go. <laughs> Kardashian <laughs> episodes. I really like this chat in a sense where we only used one camera because mm, the yeah. other camera wasn't working. Yeah. So we just went for it. And that Pixel the, 7, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a great it's a great phone. It's a great camera. I just like to say, because despite the way I carry myself, I am kind of a perfectionist when it comes to the projects we do. Mm-hmm. And I always like it when things go well. So there's this little part of me the entire time we were taping that interview that was dying inside that it was only going to be one camera. And I'm really glad it turned out the way it did, because it's actually so much more of a unique experience 
that it was just one camera. And as a result, it's almost a POV of the tour bus experience they're having in a conversation where you're just listening to some interesting people have a chat. And I love and I love that. And the footage turned out great. But yeah, but but there's this little part of me that's always like thinking, fuck, I wish it worked out. Fuck, I wish it worked out. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that the entire Rockman Power Hour team and uh, Renee from the Standstills had this crazy experience where we saw this amazing concert with Alice mm. Cooper and Rob Zombie ministry and filter filter. filter yeah. My God, filter kicked ass. It uh, it was like this amazing night, which would tire any human being out, especially considering the length that we traveled in as early as we did. But then that wasn't enough. We had to go to Ottawa mm -hmm. and then work Ottawa comic con for four days straight. Yeah. So, so by the time we shot a tray, which was about a day after we got back, I was a corpse that could speak. <laughs> I think it was a day after we got back. It was the next yeah, day. Yeah. The next day. And it, uh, you know, so the entire time I'm like thinking, Oh God. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm imagine I'm amazed. I could even dress myself that day. So, you know, whatever. But the, yeah, it was a really, really fun chat. And, uh, man, I love those guys. Just nice people. And just, you know, they, they get it, they get it. And, and, it's fun when you can talk to a band that is out there making it happen. Um, that is, is still very, very cognizant of, of where they're at, but not afraid to, you know, to shoot for the stars, if you will. And, um, mm. and they're doing, I mean, dude, that Corona was packed, packed for that show. You could, yeah. I think when I, when I got off the bus, I, I was talking to the tour manager as, as he was walking us back around and he said that, um, there was 26 tickets left, wow. 26 tickets left. You know, because yeah. these, because tour managers will have like the exact count. They're like, well, you know, we got 50 left, uh, 50 tickets left, or we're at 850 pre sale. We've got, you know, the cap is 920. So we've got 70 tickets left. Uh, 70 tickets left if you're going to play a show for a walk up is very healthy, you know, and there's 26 tickets left when we were leaving at 6 30 or quarter to seven. They would just open the door. So, yeah, man, they're, they're killing it. So, uh, hats off to Atreyu and, uh, and thank you to both those guys for joining us. That was a lot of fun. Um, Ryan, uh, we have something super cool coming up that I don't want to give away, but mm. um, we're going to be chatting with someone that's going to blow your mind. And I don't want to give give anything away, but um, I just want to let people I want to let people know that there's one conversation that's coming up that Ryan's going to be a part of for sure because there's no way I can do it without him, and uh, and I think it's going to knock people on their socks. I have no idea what you're talking That's about. That's why so I don't, I, I, so I don't the entire audience, we're all on the same page. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, stands right now. I'm gonna tell you, I'll give you a small hint, okay? Okay. Okay. Uh, oh God, I hope I got this right. Mark Wahlberg. I'll give you Mark Wahlberg. Uh-huh. Is not who we're talking to, though, right? No, we're not talking Mark okay. Wahlberg. Here, here, I'll give you two hints. Mark three okay. hints. Mark Wahlberg. Uh-huh. Um dive bars uh-huh and landing your dream job okay but that 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 that'll give the people a small hint if you're listening so uh we okay don't, don't want to you. Don't I give anything I away. and yeah. leave it leave a comment below if you think you know who we're talking about we'd love all right so the, the so the teases are mark Wahlberg, yeah. dive bars and landing your dream job yeah those okay. are the three the, those are the three um teases for uh one of our upcoming guests that's coming up so that's it. Uh, thank you to Heartbeat Hot Sauce, the heartbeat of the Rockman Power Hour. Use our promo code ROCKMAN20 right below here. Oh, man. I actually dropped sauce there. And, oh, God. Uh, you'll get, in front of your computer, too. You'll get 20% off your entire order. Uh, and thank you to Studio House Designs for always making us look fresh. 
crushed. And uh, thank you to my co-host, oh, Ryan God, Stick. never do that again. I won't. <laughs> thank you to our producer, Julia Kajerski. And thanks to all of you for joining us on this journey. Please like, subscribe, and uh, and hit the alert button, and it'll give you all the uh, fun that is ensuing here on the Rock and Power Hour. <laughs>